Hi everyone, it's Tessa and Joe from the Unveiling Paradise Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, summer is almost here and so many of our listeners are about to have their epic destination wedding. And we are so excited for you guys. Before the big day, guys, we want you to make sure you listen to these three episodes. Episode 62, Deep Diving Your Wedding Ceremony. Episode 53, Questions Your Wedding Guests Will Ask. And episode 31, the final countdown to your wedding day. And if you're planning your wedding here in Hawaii, hit us up and ask us about our Unveiling Paradise podcast promo. Happy planning. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unveiling Paradise podcast show. Hello, Tessa. Hey, Joe. How's it going? It is going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited, but not excited for today. Okay, we are going to be talking about... Some really boring stuff. Okay, but I'm going to try to jazz it up <laughs> and make it sound like it's really exciting. We are going to be talking about contracts today. Okay, Sounds so boring. I know it does, but it's so crucial. Okay, so when you're booking your vendors, we're talking about the contract that you're having with that particular vendor, the promises that they're making to you. Exactly. It's a two-way street. I don't know if you know this, Tessa, but like, <laughs> I have to edit a lot of photos. And when you're editing photos, it's totally boring work. It's like mindless work where you're like, you know, just doing micro adjustments and things like that. I love to put on either the news, a great podcast, or my favorite thing to listen to in the background are all the court TV shows. <laughs> so wait, you don't listen to our podcast? I mean, in the you know, we don't have that many episodes to, watch it all, <laughs> to listen to it all the time. But most of the time, like Judge Judy, Judge Mathis, It's always about contracts. So Judge Judy, I love her. She's so crazy. (laughs) She's great. Every time she says, let's see your contract. What does it say in the contract? If you don't have a contract, that's every time that's how they lose their case. If you don't have that defined, you are very vulnerable. Your wedding is a huge investment. You are making so many important decisions. And your contract is that glue between you and everybody that you're going to be working with on your wedding day. From how long is it going to take me to get my photos back to when is my final payment due? These are all things that we agree to upfront when we are planning our wedding. So today, I really want to take a deep dive into contracts. Being the wedding planner here in the room, I see so many contracts. This is what I do all day, all night, is just going through contracts. And really, it is, you know, there's some really, really good ones. And there's some that kind of red flag, you know, yeah. so I'm definitely excited to get started. So let's get into this. Welcome to Unveiling Paradise, your go-to destination wedding podcast. I'm Tessa, wedding planner and owner of Fred and Kate Events. And I'm Joe, wedding and adventure photographer of Joseph Esser Photography. We are based in Hawaii, one of the biggest, most popular locations for destination weddings. We want to share our real-life experiences with you, give you insight from a professional's perspective, and still make sure you're having fun in the process. We're huge believers in the fact that planning a destination wedding can be one of the most amazing experiences, and we want to bring you along. We're so excited to talk with you about weddings, Hawaii, and everything else under the sun. So pack your bags and let's get started. Joe, can I ask you a question about your contract? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Every time you say the word contract, though, we have to do something like jumping jacks. Oh, or... like take a shot? <laughs> we had alcohol. That would be a good idea. I can take contract. a shot of my coffee. <laughs> Question. Yes. Okay. On your contract, does it say how many hours of photo you'll be there for that day? Yeah. So I think, okay, so let's start with this. Okay. So basic stuff, right? So if you're hiring a photographer, they're going to tell you exactly how many hours of photography you have, how many photographers, 
you know, maybe the number of images they're going to be delivering, how they're going to be delivering those images, and when you can expect those images. So that's kind of, I think, for every contract, maybe it's a bartender, maybe it's a coordinator. Every contract has that scope of work. Exactly. So, you know, with any type of contract, right, florist, caterer, you're looking for those same things. For example, with a catering contract, you're looking for what is the menu that they're providing? How much staffing are they providing? Are they providing their rental equipment or is that something that we have to provide? So again, scope of work is what are they providing for what you're paying? This is actually really interesting to me. I've never seen a wedding planner's contract. Like what do you guys put for your scope of work? Because I feel like you guys do everything. How do you list that? What is in there? Like, how do you, you know, like define what your services are? Sure. And that's a great question. And again, like I haven't seen other wedding planners contracts, but my understanding just as our services are very different, their contracts are going to be different. So your scope of work is going to be different. And I tell this to my couples all the time is when you're looking, you want to compare apples to apples. So truly what's included? Are you comparing the same things, right? So if you're looking at my contract, does it include, again, like, are we moving tables and chairs for you? Are we setting things up? Are we breaking things down? Are we there to check in your vendors? Like, what is our role versus if you were to meet with another wedding planner or, again, like any other vendor? Like, what exactly is expected and what's clearly not allowed or what are we not doing for you? It should be stated in their scope of work. So how many apples do you have in your contract? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of apples. I will guess, like, the, actually, let's talk about the apples. Like, some wedding planners have so many hours, so many apples that they're going to share with you on the phone, right? So do you define that? Like every week you can expect this amount of time on the phone or, you know, this amount of emails or like how detailed do you get into that for wedding planners? So wedding planners should include that. So my contract, for example, you know, with some of my contracts, it's unlimited communication by emails, by phone, by Zoom, in-person meetings, others, it's a set amount. It states once a month or once every other week. So my contracts are all different our scope of work is different depending on the package that you booked. I think it's the same with every wedding planner where if you have a limited amount of time that you can speak with them, it will be stated in their scope of work. All right. I, I like your analogy of apples. I think what I want to do is make a fruit salad out of, <laughs> out of contracts. Right? I feel like you've fruit saladed our, <laughs> our stories before too. I love it. Okay. I think we've done a smoothie analogy. Before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, so the apples, okay. So these are the apples that are in the contract. Okay. So let's talk about the bananas in our contract. Okay, we're going to go on this analogy. A lot of contracts have the what ifs, right? So what if Tesla gets run over by a bus, right? right. What if Joe gets attacked by killer butterflies? Like, you know, <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. And if that does happen, what does your contract say? So I think that's another, this is our bananas right in our, our little fruit bowl, right? So what does our business guarantee we will do if Maybe we're unable to fulfill those contracts, fulfill those services. Me, myself, Joe Esser, is not able to actually physically be at your wedding for whatever reason. The what ifs. And so what does it, is there something stated in your contract if you get attacked by killer butterflies? <laughs> well, we, we definitely state it differently. We say <laughs> if, you know, Joseph isn't able to attend your wedding for whatever reason, you know, we will do this, this, and this. And so for us, you know, like first we want to try to make sure that we can help our clients, right? So we are committing to helping find another photographer that is of like quality and style to make sure that they're at the wedding. So again, like that's something. What if after your wedding, I get attacked by these, you know, crazy killer butterflies oh, no. and they steal all my <laughs> camera gear or they steal all my memory cards or, you know, whatever <laughs> happens, what happens 
after the fact, if, for example, those files are damaged or, you know, like I'm unable to deliver, all of those things are detailed in our contract. So I think, you know, in every contract, there's always the what ifs, what the emergency things, you know, of course, like, what if we are unable to attend or work your wedding? Every contract should have that section. But there's also other what ifs, right? Definitely. And so I want to talk about those too, right? One of the big ones that I think a lot of couples worry about is what if your vendor doesn't show up? If Joe gets attacked by killer butterflies, that's one possible scenario, but there are others. Force majeure is a big one. And so that is if something happens that is completely out of your control, a hurricane, a storm, snowstorm, some sort of act of God. Would killer butterflies fall killer into that? Killer butterflies could fall under force majeure. Okay, so, all right, good, okay. <laughs> so again, right, is that in the contract, what will happen? And it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of out of everyone's control, right? So it's kind of a, it's up to the contract and your negotiation to figure out what do you do from that point. Yeah, and that's really interesting. I know that's something that everybody has in their contract. What else could be some what ifs? Yeah. Another one is obviously a breach of contract. And I know that sounds really scary. It's not. It's just what if things change that's out of people's control. So for example, a lot of people are very set on having peonies for their wedding, for example. And it says that in your invoice and your contract. But what if the season was just really rainy and you couldn't get peonies? Most florists, for example, have in their contract that specific flowers, specific colors aren't guaranteed. They're going to try their best. But with nature, There's no guarantee. One more, what if, right? And this happens a lot. What if you want to postpone your wedding? Or what if you have to cancel your wedding? Does it happen a lot? (laughs) It sure did in the last couple of years with the pandemic. Yeah, that's fair. And again, it is. It's one of those things that you have to know in your contract, right? If you guys change your mind and you want to postpone, if you decide that you need to take more time to raise money or you have a family emergency and you have to postpone, like what does that look like? Are your vendors willing to move? Are you going to lose money? It's just, it's understanding what is stated in your contract. Okay, moving on. Tessa, what's your favorite fruit? Come on. I love nectarines. Nectarines. Okay, so we got bananas, apples, and nectarines. I don't know. Okay, whatever. (laughs) This is a great fruit salad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about fees. Those are going to be your nectarines. Okay, so your travel fees. I want all kinds of other fees that we talk about. These are things that are listed in contracts. So let's get into that. Definitely. And it should be listed in the contract. So again, whenever you are looking through your contract, you have your scope of work, you have your what ifs, right? The emergencies. The next thing you should be looking at is what are other fees that they're throwing in? And so that kind of comes down to a multitude of different fees that you're going to look at and think, what are these for? Right? So travel is a big one. If you have someone that's flying to you, it is, it's airfare, hotel, transportation, some vendors charge for meals or a per diem, you need to look, is that in your contract and and what is it for? So if you're flying your photographer in, for example, you want to have that all listed. So this is part of your contract, the scope of work. They're going to be traveling to you. They're including all of these things in that booking fee. Exactly. You know, I've worked with a lot of clients who have brought in photographers from all over. And again, some of them, the travel fee is in their contract. Others, it's not. And they have to just pay for their airfare on their own and then they get reimbursed, you know, but for me, it's a lot scarier. What if they end up buying like a $2,500 first class ticket and now you're (laughs) stuck with it because it's not stated in your contract. Right. And so that makes me nervous for my couples. A lot of vendors will actually require a vendor meal, right? As they should. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that they have written out in their contract. If we're working so many hours, say six hours or more, we expect that the client provides a meal for us. And that's pretty common, right? It's very common. You know, other fees too to consider is, and again, it's very clearly stated in your contract. Some hair and makeup artists, for example, will add a parking fee 
Some won't. Some will add a travel fee if you go out of a certain area or town, and some won't. Like you said, some vendors require vendor meals, some don't. Whatever it is, you just want to make sure that you are aware of these additional expenses that you will be paying for after the fact. Right, 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 right. A couple other fees that I think people don't think about when we are looking through contracts are damage fees. And、mm-hmm. what that is is, you know, if you have beautiful linens and you have this great idea to have these candles and you just have candle wax all over, you're going to be paying. To clean those linens or possibly replace them, any broken vases, any damaged items. You know what? Say you're doing a horror and you're throwing someone in the air with a chair and the chair breaks in half. You're going to be paying for that chair. Right, 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 right. So it's understanding all of these damage fees. You know, in addition to that, there's also labor fees. So you may rent a hundred chairs. There will likely be another line item saying you're going to pay X amount per chair to have someone set it up.、Mm-hmm. So they may bring the chair, but who's setting it up? So it's all of these other fees that you may not have considered. And I guess this is another thing that, and maybe it's not a fee, but it's a cost. Sometimes these costs are hidden to you if you're looking through the contract. Maybe you're not paying attention. But like for example, we have a photo booth. Yeah.、Right? And when we set up our photo booth at an outdoor reception, we are asking for the client to provide coverage. So that could be a separate tent, or it could be under the tenting, or it could be under, you know, it could be anywhere. But we have that in our contract to make sure that our photo booth is protected if, in case it rains, right? And that's something that the client has to provide to us. And in addition to you know covering, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there are other things that you as a photo booth need: power, right? A table, a linen. So these are additional costs that you may not have thought about when you're booking vendors. It's the same with catering. You know, you're looking at a menu. You're like, this is a great price, but. It's understanding you still may need to rent an oven, a prep tent, tables, chairs. So really, it's taking a step back and making sure that you are costing out the whole things again, apples to apples. Right, and you think of DJs. Same thing as a photo booth. Exactly. They need a tent and、right? power and power. Yeah, all those things. So, and that's a service they don't provide, right? But that's something that they require. Exactly. Every vendor has their own specific rental needs, equipment needs, power needs. We have to make sure that. We are accounting not just for the inventory of it, but for the cost of it. Okay, this next point—it's very similar to what we were talking about, but this is my dragon fruit. We're putting the dragon fruit in our fruit bowl. <laughs> Perfect. And what that is is your payments. Okay, so your payment schedule. What does all of this cost? This should be really clear in your contract. Understanding if you make a payment, is it refundable? Is it non-refundable? If it's refundable, at what point does it become non-refundable? And this is usually very clear in all contracts. Exactly, and I think it really is important for you to understand what the payment structure looks like. When are they due? Can you pay early? What does it look like if you pay late or you miss a payment? Right. So I think it's really understanding what it looks like, how much you owe, and again, understanding what's refundable, what's not. Do you like dragon fruit, by the way? I don't. I know it's weird, but it's kind of a weird flavor. It's a weird texture. It's a kiwi-like texture that I also don't like. I don't like paying for things either, so I guess that's kind of why. That's <laughs> perfect. Okay, so the next topic is the kiwi of the fruit salad. Oh right, I like kiwis. They're Not really furry and kiwi、fuzzy. being like furry and kind of gross, but just things you have to have on your contract. <laughs> <laughs> so things like your your name. Right, you、that、want to make sure. Yeah, like, well, you want to make sure that it's spelled correctly. You want to make sure it's in the right person's name, right? If your parents are paying for it, a lot of times the contract will be in your parents' name. Interesting. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, you want to make sure you put it under whoever's paying. Start and end time, right? So a lot of times, if you have, say, for example, a photographer that's going to be there for eight hours, 
it's nice to have kind of what time they're going to be there. And not all contracts require a start and end time. So it might be a service for the day. For us, when we're booking a client, we don't have a clue when they're going to start or when they're going to end. But we just want to make sure that we have that entire date reserved for them. So that's more important than a start or end time. So some of the things that you might be entering, this might be more of questionnaire types of stuff. Others can be like really important contractual sort of things. For sure. Another one would be, again, and I think we kind of talked about this briefly, is what is the vendor responsibility and what is the client responsibility? So it's a partnership, right? It's understanding that, you know, as a wedding planner, I have to create your timeline. I can't create a timeline out of thin air. So if I can't get those answers from you, are you doing a first look? How many bridesmaids and groomsmen do you have, right? These things that affect your timing. Are you doing speeches? Are you doing a toast? Are you doing a first dance? I don't know even where to begin with your timeline. And so I think a lot of those things are important for us to really figure out how to create that. Again, it's a relationship between client and vendor, and it's equally as important as all of the other details. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Tessa, what is the best thing you can have on a hot summer wedding day? Gosh, Joe, honestly, there is nothing better than fine time shave ice. I love fine time shave ice. So good. Honestly, it's the soft ice, the variety of syrups and flavors, and their toppings. Their toppings are incredible from ice cream to mochi balls to condensed milk. It is amazing. Stop. I'm getting so hungry. I know. Well, if you want some, check it out. Fine time shave ice. And check out their company and all their delicious flavors on our show notes. Do it now. Okay, Tessa, you're going to love this. <laughs> and, and you can put anything in your contract, right? <laughs> uh-huh, <I laughs> so guess. make sure you read it. Do you know that my contract actually has a section for cooperation? I'm probably, I don't know, do you have that too, where you're like, here's what, and this is something that I wrote, and I, I think it's really nice. And I don't know if like I've ever had to like call anybody out on it, but this is what it says. The parties agree to cheerful cooperation and communication for the best possible results within the definition of whatever assignment we're doing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Cheerful cooperation. And we're agreeing that we're going to be pleasant to each other, you know, even if we're working through some like tough things or whatever it might be. Right. You're contractually bound to being cheerful with me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I'll be the same to you. And that's my, you know, that's my commitment. To, that's I, I think that's what you're talking about is that the client and vendor relationship. So for coordinators, there are expectations on untimeliness, right? How long it's going to take to get those answers back that are going to be critical for your wedding planning. Exactly. Okay, this next one is probably more specific to me. I'm going to put it in my, <laughs> it's going to be blueberries. Like Somehow blueberries. you've turned this to yourself. That's cool. <laughs> but, but I think this actually probably relates to a lot of contracts besides for photographers and videographers. And that has to do with model releases and exhibition of images. So a lot of times vendors will be taking pictures of your wedding. Do you give them permission to share that with others? And so on our contract, I know that's a super important thing. Are you comfortable with your photographer sharing pictures from your wedding on their social media? Are you comfortable with them using that on their website? And so I think actually probably do you have that in your contract? I do. I have it in my contract too. And the one thing that I want to say about it, because instead of necessarily saying, are you comfortable with it? Yes or no. I think it's really important to almost guide and educate people to understand why it is important to allow your vendors to share it. You as a client probably found us through social media or through our website or through photos that were shared by other clients. So 
you may not want to share all of your photos, but allowing your vendors, your photographer, your wedding planner to share some of them helps their business. It helps support that. So if possible, to allow them to share your photos. The next fruit that I want to talk about in our salad is pineapple. Because mm-hmm. it's a little prickly. I don't like pineapple. It's a little acidic and it's awkward. Oh, <laughs> right. I like that. Okay. Our fruit salad just got awkward. Yes. <laughs> what is it? What is yeah. It? And so this comes up every now and then is what happens if your vendors don't follow through on their contract. Right, 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 right. right. So for example, you know, what if I have my cake delivered and the design is wrong or the color is wrong? Right. So what happens? So, you know, this is where things get really pineapple-y. Prickly. <laughs> is once it's delivered there, there's not much we can do. You know, right. in terms of design, if it's a small adjustment and that's something we can do, it's fine. If it's a completely different color, it's black instead of a pink cake. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen, by the way. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it happen. But it's at that point, it's something that we have to manage after the fact. So you need to go back to your vendor with your contract in hand, right? And again, having that contract and deal with it after the fact. Right. Having a contract doesn't mean that everything is going to go exactly as promised, but it does give you that protection to go back after the fact to try to correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think this is actually interesting. We, we talked about this too, and we've actually had questions about this one. What if on your contract, your photographer says their photos are going to be ready in seven months? <laughs> Whatever it is. And it's- I hope they're ready in seven months. <laughs> seven months in a day, like- what should you be doing, right? And so- Not for, freaking out. <laughs> you, I think if it takes seven months in a day to get your photos back, you should be freaking out. But <laughs> if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, when are my photos going to be ready? Go back to your contract. And if, if you're hitting that, you're getting close to that deadline, by all means, you should be reaching out to those vendors because that's what they've guaranteed to you. That's what that you guys have agreed on. And I think that's really important. Like you know, in terms of these turnaround timelines, this is all stated in your contract. And you should absolutely not be afraid to reach out to your vendors and say, hey, where are we at with this? Yeah, I also feel like it's okay to give them grace. Seven months is a long time, but if they have a, say, one-month turnaround Mm -hmm. and they say, hey, I just need like three more days, I think it's okay to give them some grace. You know, just give them a couple days. I mean, reach out. You have every right to reach out, but understand that all of us are human. The last bit of our fruit salad, it's kind of the cherry on top. I don't think our fruit salad tastes that great, actually. (laughs) I hate pineapple. I hate kiwi. I hate dragon fruit. I don't think anyone likes contracts either. (laughs) If we're honest, I don't like bananas either. (laughs) So nasty. I'm eating nectarines and apples. Everybody has lost their appetite listening to our show. (laughs) All right, let's finish this horrible fruit salad. Okay, what do we got? Fruit salad with some whipped cream. Okay, I like that. That's better. Thank you. Okay. So a couple of things that we just kind of want to talk about, right, is read your whole contract and ask questions about the things you don't understand. What I mean by that, right, is we're not lawyers. None of us here fully understand all of the complicated words of a contract. So whatever you don't understand, don't be afraid to go to your vendor and say, hey, can you just explain this one more time? Or can you put it in layman's terms so I understand? So I, you know, I had a bride yesterday and she just emailed me about my contract she was about to sign. And she said, I just have a question about the setup. And what that means about the timing of setup. And so, you know, I answered her question and she's like, that makes perfect sense. I just misunderstood what it said. Just make sure that if you're not understanding what the contract's saying, ask. And I also think it's okay to ask for minor adjustments. So if there's something that doesn't sit right with you or you're like, or something that you just simply don't agree with, reach out to your vendor. So sometimes that's a deal breaker. Sometimes vendors have these clauses in their contracts and they're not willing to budge. Sometimes there's, you know, workarounds. Exactly. And I've had clients like this where, again, 
they've asked for minor modifications or, or major modifications, and some vendors had said yes, and some say no. It's understanding that you have every right to ask. The vendor has every right to come back and say no. It's their contract. Absolutely look for anything that has like a red flag to you in a contract. What's a red flag to you? So for me, I would think it would be, and I've seen this before, contract saying that the client does not have the right to review or leave negative reviews of their services online anywhere. Have you, um, have you heard of that? Right? I've actually seen that in contracts before. That's a red flag for me. If you're seeing that, I mean, that kind of is scary that that's in there. Like why you have that in there? Like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is really scary. <laughs> right? Or if there's things in the contract that are just so vague that, you know, you could interpret a hundred different ways. That is a red flag for me. Before you sign, right? You just want to make sure that you are 100% comfortable. You've asked the questions, you've looked for red flags, you've made whatever adjustments you feel good about. If you have a wedding planner, ask this person to review it as well. It's always nice to have another set of eyes on the contract. And at the end of the day, right, a wedding is a lot of money. So you have every right to ask questions, get clarity, truly understand what this contract means, what you're paying for, and feel good about the money that you're spending. And Tessa, let's be honest. If you have a good contract with your vendor, at the end of the day, if the killer butterflies show up to your <laughs> wedding, you will be protected, right? And that's what we want to make sure it happens for you guys. I do want to stress hiring professional vendors allows you this ability to have these contracts, to have this peace of mind. When you have family, friends, you don't have a contract. You have a handshake. You have a wink, wink. And it's really hard to guarantee service on that day. Right. Absolutely. We started at the show saying that this was going to be some boring stuff, right? <laughs> Contracts are not that much fun to think about or talk about. Our fruit salad is literally disgusting. <laughs> like, nobody wants it. No, we added whipped cream. But let's just quickly go through all of our fruits and we're going to quickly recap. Here's what we want you guys to focus on when you're looking through a contract for your wedding. What is important? So the first one is scope of work. Just understanding what is being provided in this contract. The next thing that we talked about is the limits of liability. So what if there's an emergency? What if you can't make it to the wedding? What are the guarantees that that business is providing you? The next one is travel and other vendor fees. So destination fees, any sort of local fees, damage fees, labor fees, other hidden costs. So all of the fees that may not be bundled into your current package price. Next, your payment schedule. Is there a booking fee? Is it non-refundable? When is the final payment due? That is all written out in your contract. The next one is understanding logistics. Is your name properly spelled on the contract? What is the relationship or the responsibility of the client and the vendor? Liability. If someone gets sick, if something happens, what happens? All of that falls under your basic logistics of your contract. And then finally, read through the whole contract. If something doesn't sit right with you, if you're seeing a red flag, don't sign the contract and reach out to that vendor for any clarification before you sign. Exactly. All right, guys, I'm going to close by saying one more thing. We actually have an amazing vendor who has butterflies on this island. A shout out to Paradise Monarch Butterflies, the only butterfly company that guarantees that their butterflies will not attack you. A hundred percent guarantee. <laughs> it's in the contract. <laughs> shout out to you, Henry. We love you. Oh, Amazing for weddings. Henry. No killer butterflies. No killer butterflies here. <laughs> Guys, we hope you enjoy this episode. If you have any questions about contracts or anything else wedding related, please email us. We would love to address it and answer it on our episodes. You can also check out our new website, new and improved, unveilingparadise.com. Woo woo. 
<laughs> and we hope to see you back here soon. All right, guys. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unveiling Paradise. If you enjoy our show, please follow us and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would really mean a lot. And don't forget to also get on our mailing list and follow us on Instagram. Just do it already. Until next time, this is Tessa. And this is Joe. And don't forget, your happily ever after is just a plane ride away. <laughs>